Do you want to start a podcast but think you're not ready? Do you want to start a podcast but think it's too hard? I thought the same thing before I heard about Anchor. Anchor is an easy and efficient way to create and upload your podcast. Anchor also allows you to upload your podcast to streaming outlets such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and multiple other streaming outlets. You can simply go to the website www.anchor.fm to sign up today and start podcasting. Yo, what's up? What's going on? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Brotherly Love of Sports. It's your host, Corey Lovett, and you know who I'm here with. My brother, my co-host, Carl Lovett. What's going on, man? How you doing, man? Hey, I'm not too bad, man. How about yourself? I'm doing very good, man. You know, Christmas time coming up. Uh, I'm still got to do a lot of last minute credit shopping, man. But like some same. people, some same. people get their gifts after Christmas this year. Same, like, no. same. <laughs> but but uh, we good. Yeah, good to be back for another episode. But yeah, let's just dive right in, man. Let's, let's go. Start, let's start with the NBA. You know, we usually start with NFL or college football, but let's switch it up a little bit. Let's start with the mm-hmm. NBA. Um, I want to talk about the the New Orleans Pelicans. Mm-hmm. As we currently see, they they sit atop of the Western Conference. They're tied with uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, um, and they have been playing some some pretty good basketball of late. So, setting last night aside, <laughs> yeah, setting last night aside. But I mean. You know, that it happens. But, yeah, uh, I got But you. they've been playing some pretty good basketball of late, and, you know, they've got a very good young nu- nucleus, and they're doing a lot of this without, you know, Brandon Ingram has been, you know, kind of in and out of the lineup a little bit this year. He's been nicked up and uh, had some injuries. But they've got a pretty good young nucleus, and then they've got, you know, veterans like C.J. McCollum and um, uh, Larry Nance, I believe. Mm-hmm. So – They've got a pretty good nucleus, so do you foresee that this or like do you think they're legit contenders or would you would you would you say they're pretenders at this point? I, I mean you ain't gonna give me no you ain't gonna give me no praise. Didn't I call this at the beginning of the year when we talked about this? I said look out for the Pelicans. I said that, right? You did. Because I said, you know, this team has all the makings to be a really good team. I now obviously you can't project, you know, with with Zion being out there and everything. How is you can't project what's going to happen throughout the course of a season going into the playoffs? And we still really can't project that now. We still got a long way to go, obviously. But yeah, this team has all the makings to. They, they are legit, legit contenders in the Western Conference to make it to the NBA Finals. I've said that from I've said that from the get go. I mean, and you look and see what they're doing now. Willie Green is a tremendous coach. He is. I mean, and and the the biggest testament to that is when you can get you see how they're playing now. When you can get your superstars to commit defensively, and that's what he's done. Because Zion, who was unbelievable by the way, but the point I want to make is Zion, when he first came to the league, there was a lot of questions about him defensively. He's a plus defender now, and I think that goes you know hand in hand with Willie Green and the mentality that he wants to play with. He wants to make sure his superstars are locked in on both ends of the floor. And like you said, they're doing a lot of this without Brandon Ingram right now. And, yeah, man, they 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 look legit. And they got a great – I mean, we, we know we know the start what the star potential is. You know, Zion, obviously, they're going to get Ingram back. C.J. McCollum still classifies as a star right now. 
But you look at Valanchunez, Herb Jones, you mentioned Larry Nance, uh, Alvarado, who looks like, you know, a, a tremendous uh, spark. And I love the energy that he plays with. So, yeah, I think, you know, I mean, I would say because if you look at the Western Conference right now, which I think is wide open, I don't think there's a clear-cut favorite at all in the Western Conference right now. The question that you have to ask yourself, if they matched up with any of those teams in the playoffs, would they or would they not be favored? Mm. I mean, you, you can't – at this point, you cannot count Golden State out, even though they haven't looked good at all this year. I, I got but, an interesting thing. I think Golden State is in, is in a lot of trouble. Okay, I'll let you get to that in a minute. But, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely they're, – they're definitely – I'm definitely – classify the the pelicans as contenders right now because zion man this guy you know i don't really like to throw the superstar label out you know because i i feel that you do i'm one of those who feel like you do have to like i i do have to see you perform in the playoffs because you know we act superstars you know when the postseason comes we do want to see you go to that next level and he obviously he hasn't performed in the playoffs at all so we haven't seen yet but he, he 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 checks off all the boxes as a superstar i mean this guy you see what he's doing right now. I mean, over the last 10 games, he's shooting close to 70% from the field. I mean, this guy is just as dominant as they come. So, yeah, I'm all in on the Pelicans, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. I think I would I would lean more towards legit contender than mm-hmm. pretender. Um, and like, you know, like we said, you know, everything is predicated on, you know, Zion's health. Because obviously he's obviously yeah it's you know, all you projected you guys just all projected right, right obviously now. you know he's been you know he's had troubles with you know keeping his weight mm-hmm. weight down and injuries kind of since he's been in the league so everything is predicated on Zion but you 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 applied Willie Green but I want to apply someone else David Griffin he has done an absolutely great job of mm-hmm. you know putting pieces around and building this team and constructing a team that gels. And a lot of people want to talk about, you know, the Anthony Davis trade. I think it was a win-win for both franchises because if you look at it, L.A. got their championship, which is what we play for. And New Orleans got back a a young nucleus, and they're going to be set up for, you know, years to come with this nucleus. And I think they're going to be in, you know, in, uh, you know, that contender type of, you know, space for quite some time. Yeah, they're set up for success long-term. Exactly, Absolutely. yes. They're set up for success. So I believe they're a contender. Obviously, you look at their, their – they sit atop of the, the Western Conference, like I said, along with Memphis. Um, Denver is right there. Um, Portland's right there, I believe. Um, Phoenix is there. Uh, Clippers. So, like you said, it's wide open. It's wide open because there are a few teams that have been a disappointment this year. I mean, obviously, we see the Warriors. Like I said, I think they're in trouble because, I mean, I get that it's Giannis and I get that it's the Milwaukee Bucks. But last night, if you look at, I don't know if you watched any of the game, but I, I watched, watched it. Yeah, I watched that game. They look like a defeated team. Body language was just, just wasn't good. They, yeah, they they just don't look together as if they as as they looked in the past. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's a, it's a lot of you know. I mean, I you know the the Warriors have been known over the past years. You know when they were on those playoff runs for what, what's the main thing they known for? They share the ball, they move the ball, they play in in, in synchronous. They they play in sync. And if like you said, not only that game last night, but if you've watched them throughout the course of the year, yeah, it's been a lot of you know 
Steph and Buzz, or they, they'll give it to you yeah. know. It's either Steph yeah, or Buzz, you know. Them. So yeah, they they don't look. It, this team it, it doesn't look as unified as it has in the past, and it is a different team. But yeah, I, I yeah, it, it's def, They've definitely got their issues of their own right now for sure. Yeah, and a lot and a lot of it, I believe, is I think some of it stems from the Draymond Green and Jordan Poole situation from the beginning so? of the year. I do. I think that has a a tremendous impact on what we're seeing now. And then another another point, and I think you brought this up, a lot of these young guys that they were kind of dependent Man, to, been to, to step into that role, they, have they haven't really, you know, stepped into that role um, that that the Warriors front office were, were have been looking for. Exactly. So, yeah, I think they're in some trouble. But, you know, Golden State, um, Dallas has been disappointing this year. Um, they sit at nine right now. Um Minnesota hasn't been good. I mean, so they're like like you said. I mean, the West, the West is just wide open right now. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of teams. I mean, if the Lakers can acquire some shooting at the lid, I mean, because like if you if the Lakers say if they were to squeeze into the bottom end of the playoffs and they were to draw Memphis first round or or, or Denver, is it safe to say that they wouldn't have a chance against any of those teams? They I mean, have a you know. Now, what they did last – I mean, now you can say they had no business even being in that game last night, but the way they lost that game last night was a travesty. I mean, there is no way with LeBron James and Anthony Davis that you can squander a 13-point lead with three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. You just can't do it. And I don't know I don't, and I don't know what's, what's going on with Anthony Davis and his free throw shooting lady. I mean, like, yeah. And I think what they where they struggle is they – when they have to get done on the offensive end, what they have to get done, they, they, they're not able to do it. Because I think, you know, and that's where the lack of shooting comes into play. You know, LaRoy shot the ball six times in that overtime. There's a reason for that. If anybody on the floor they want to shoot, it's going to be Russ. And it was kind of resemblance of the same game a couple of nights ago in Philadelphia. They, they need to find out what, how they're, what the uh, closing lineup is going to be at the end of these games. Because in the playoff time, that's where it's going to be. But, yeah. Aside from the Lakers, though, yeah, I, I I do believe that the West is wide open. Um, Dallas, they they, I mean, they they can't hang anybody to run alongside Luca. So, I mean, when you look at it, they, yeah, the Pelicans are playing the best ball right now, and they they are legit contenders in the Western Conference, legit. So I, I'm completely bought in. Yeah, and kind of to go back what you were saying about the Lakers, I think their problem is defense. Well, yeah, yeah, obviously. Because yeah. they've had games. Like, if you look at last night against the Celtics, Russ, AD, and LeBron combined, combined for 90 points. Yeah. So, I mean, and a lot of these games, if you look at the Celtics, the, the Pistons, and the Sixers, they're putting up good, like, they're putting up good offensive numbers. But they're like, if if I tell you that LeBron and AD are going to combine for 70 points, you would think that they will they will probably win a game running away. No, they're they're these are close ball games that they're in. So I don't think the offensive side. I mean, obviously, obviously they they like we said last week they need shooters because when is LeBron ha, have has always had success is when he had a team around him that was full of shooters. Yes, like LeBron benefits off that. So they need that, but they also have to get it together on the defensive end. So. Well, I think with that is, you know, you're, you're asking guys to lock in on the defensive end that have never been known to be, you know, adequate defenders. I mean, Russ has never been known to be an adequate defender. 
uh, you know, Lonnie Walker, you know, that's not his strong suit. I mean, Austin Reeves plays hard, but I won't I won't consider him a stout defensive on the, uh, on the defensive end. So I think I think you're asking you're asking for a lot of guys to to be something that they, they that they've never been either asked to do, have never been you know that which has never been a strong suit of them to do. So yeah, they they have to Darvin. Yeah, it's going to be Darvin Ham's going to have his work cut out for him, you know. And you and you can take a game by game, you know, trying to find a lineup where you can also still you know be effective on the defensive side of the ball. And it's a cohesive unit on the offensive side of the ball as well. And they, and I mean, maybe it, it may take all season and them juggling different lineups in and out to kind of figure out where they where they at with that. Or maybe they do make a move at the end of the day and go get you know a good two way player or something that can bring that in. But as of right now, yeah, they need to find they need to find a way to execute late and finish ball games because right now it, it, it's not looking it's not looking good at all for them. Yeah, but yeah, back to the point. Like I think I'm. I don't want to say I'm fully bought in on the Pelicans, but they they they've shown. I'm, I'm as close to being fully bought in as you possibly can be. Yeah. And like like you said, we can't really project it. I mean, because like you said, Zion's health is a big question. It's always going to be that with Zion. You know, Brandon Ingram's banged up right now. Uh, you know, are, are those same? Are some of these same players that you know have have played? You know. Exceptionally well, you know, Herb Jones, Larry Nance, Alvarado, are they still going to maintain that level of play come playoff time? We don't know. There's a lot of question marks. But I think, you know, the West in itself is such a question mark that you can kind of look at that still and be like, yeah, they're a legit contender right now. Right. Because, I mean, I, I, I mean just, just because as many questions as I raise about them, I have as just as many questions about every other team out there as well in the Western Conference. So. You know, it kind of it kind of evens itself out when you yeah. Because if you look at it last year, I mean, they gave the Suns all the all that they could handle last yeah. year. So, I mean, without Zion, right? Without and Zion, I think I so. think his presence out there alone has, has really elevated everybody's play around him. Absolutely. Because if you look at the other night when they were playing the Suns, I believe somebody you know, I can't believe who it was, but they had somebody mic'd up and they and Zion was doing what he's doing. They was like, and it was against the Suns, and they was like, yeah, it's different now. We got that guy because that guy is a difference maker. Zion is a difference maker in this league. He's phenomenal. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, speaking of Zion, this this is why I, I kind of this is where I kind of want to transition to our next next topic. Mm-hmm. Man, we've got a lot of lot of good young guys in this league, man. And so, I kind of want to discuss like the the top players under twenty five. Yep, like under twenty five years of age. I mean, you can look at. You know, Luca, Ja, Trey, Zion, JT. You know, JT, SGA. So I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting De'Aaron Fox. I mean, there. I mean, you know, we got a handful of guys in this league under the age of 25 who are young and they're ready to take the league by storm. So the league is going to be in good hands. So my question, I guess, would be, you know, who do you see, foresee as the best player going like under 25 at this point right now? Okay. Very interesting when you look at this, because you can look at this, you know, from two different from two different landscapes. Obviously, as a fan of basketball, you look at all the you look at all the names you just reeled you just reeled off. Obviously, the easiest answer is Luca, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, when you talk about a, when you talking about just uh, comparing a player, when you just comparing player to player to player, obviously, Luca is the main one that the first one that jumps out at you, but. If you look at it from like say say you look at it from a, a team building general manager right. perspective, like if you were building a franchise, if you were building a franchise, and you look 
And okay, I got you. You you know, obviously, to win a championship, you need a superstar, and there's no question that Luca is definitely checks all the boxes as a superstar. But when it from a team aspect and a team building aspect, we have yet to see him elevate the players around him or see the players around him play at their best or elevate their level in the postseason. We've seen Luca do it, obviously, and. I just can't help but think that, you know, as great as Luca is, and I love Luca, I just can't help but look at him and say, man, he looks as if he's going to be another one of these great players that never wins a championship. And I hope that I'm wrong when I say that. I really do. But when you look at Luca and his style of play and the way he controls the tempo of the game, he initially becomes the system himself. And it's gonna be kind of it's gonna be very hard for you to acquire, you know, bring talent over where you can also get the best out of those players around him while Luca is being Luca. And like again, again I say, obviously Luca is an amazing talent. He's a superstar to the highest order. But I think if I'm a GM and I'm looking at those players, I think if I'm building a team, a guy like Jason Tatum or Zion would be more of you know, an easier piece to kind of navigate around and build a championship contender going forward because I know that those guys can be great even with the players around. And we, we, we have yet – now maybe, maybe we will see it, but we have yet to see the pieces around Luka be at their best like we've seen, you know, some of these other guys. I mean, we talk about – I mean, you look at the Boston Celtics right now, the law firm, Tatum and Brown Law Firm, have been the, 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 a dynamic this year. The best duo in the league this year so far. We have yet to see a player next to Luka play at that level like we've seen a player like Jalen Brown play, you know, next to Jason Tatum. It's yeah. kind of it's going to be kind of hard for you to get somebody that's going to go. That can, you, you're going to have to find the perfect player to, that's going to complement what Luka does best. And I think if I'm a GM looking at that, I think I would probably lean towards someone like Jason Tatum or Zion. If I'm building a team, not to say that those guys are better players, but I think if I'm looking at it from team aspect or what or what team I think uh, of a, what player I think will give me the best chance to compete for championships and bring out and, you know, give me the have the best team out there that I can possibly have. I think I would probably be more attracted to, you know, probably Jason Tatum or a Zion or maybe a Ja opposed to Luca, because like I said, like he essentially becomes the system. You know, he controls the tempo again. He controls everything. There's also the liability on the defensive end that we have to look at as well. I mean, Luka's not the stout defender that I would say that a Jason Tatum is. I mean, Zion, is he hasn't always been there, but he's starting to show that he has promise on the defensive end. It's just something interesting to think about because, and I think you've also alluded to it too, you know, how do you find the perfect complement secondary piece to go alongside Luca? Yeah. And I think if I'm a GM, I, I think it would be much more easier to complement those other guys opposed to a Luca. That's all. Yeah. And yeah, like you just said, I alluded to this. You know, when we made our MVP picks to begin, you know, the season. You know, I think I thought Luca, absolutely phenomenal player. You know, transcended talent, but. You know, I just feel that he's a player. He, he's he's going to be one of these players that wins multiple MVPs in this league. He's going to be a multiple. He's going to be probably a 10, 12, 13-time All-Star. 
in this league, but I just don't foresee him winning a championship. That was, I mean, I said that when at the beginning of of the year, because it, like like you just said, I mean, I just you know I don't see like who is the perfect number two for Luca. Like, is there a perfect number? Is two there? For yeah, that's the question. You know? Is there? Because like, and I'm not. If I was to make a comparison right now. Like if you look at the trajectory of Luca's career, it's kind of looking like it's gonna be type like a James Harden type career. That's what it looks like. That that's what, I mean because not and that's nothing to sniff at. I mean, but like because and my problem with Harden, you know, I had problems with Harden when he was winning those when he won those MVPs and was going on those scoring rampages, and I said that it's gonna be hard for a person to win a championship with that style of play. And if you look at that style of play, that's kind of what Luca is doing right now. It's it it looks yes. like Harden, and th- that's very interesting. I-, I like that you brought that Harden comparison though, because that's one that you know that that I've thought about. Because the one the main co- the main comparison that he draws a lot to is LeBron, you know, in 07, 08, you know, when he was with those lesser Cavs team that he was taking those on taking them on deep playoff runs and awesome he took them to the finals. The to me, the difference between LeBron and Luca. Is obviously, you know, they both can control the tempo of the game and they both can, you know, you know, do, you know, what they, you know, have impact on the control the tempo of the game and do what they do, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, whether it's, you know, creating plays for them and others. But when I look at Luka and then I look at how LeBron played when he was in his prom, there's a difference from the cerebral aspect because. You see how Luca, how he dominates the game, but you see how his role players don't, you know, or just do disappearing acts a lot of the times. But when you watch LeBron back when he, uh, when he was doing the, what he was doing with the Cavaliers, LeBron always knew, okay, I got to get my guy involved over here. I got to make sure they stay in this shoot over here stays. I got to get him a shot. I got to come down here and get him a shot. Uh, uh, Booby Gibson is over in the corner. I got to make sure because I'm going to need him later on down the line to hit a big shot. I need to make sure he gets good looks earlier. And you don't really see Luca do that a lot. You don't really see him take the initiative to, you know, you know, obviously dominate the game the way he can, but also put his teammates in the right spot, get them looks when they need to get, in, get, get good looks, get them in the right spots. I think that's the difference between what I'm seeing from Luke and what I've seen from LeBron all those years. And I think when you take that approach, it kind of, you know, diminishes what you'll get out of your role players. You know, if you're dominating the impact of the game and then ultimately when you get deeper in the playoff runs, you need your players, your, your role players around you to step up in big moments. And LeBron always knew that, you know, you see what he does. He'll, he'll pay, you know, late, you know, you can criticize if you want to, but, He'll pass it to a Kyle Culver, you know, you know, minute left in the fourth quarter. You know, he'll he'll pass it, you know, to a you know whoever. And I I just don't see Luca doesn't do the good enough job, you know, keeping his make sure his teammates stay in, in involved throughout the course of games. And we've seen like you know that throughout the course of playoff runs. And I and like you said, I don't think is there a perfect number two? Is there a perfect complement to Luca? I don't know that. And to that to that comparison with LeBron, I just want to add add on something to that. Like another difference, I think. Like, cause you know you got guys who can who can get you assists, but like, and no knock on Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook can get you assists, but is he a facilitator? Is he an orchestrator? Mm-hmm. 
So that's the biggest difference I see. Luka is not really a facilitator or orchestrator. You know what I mean? He's a playmaker. Right. LeBron is able to, you know, orchestrate offenses, facilitate yes. offenses, you know, set people up in the corners like you're alluding to. Like, exactly. okay, I got Booby, Booby Gibson yeah. over here. You know, I got um, Shane Batty over here, you know. So I think Luka, like, there's a difference there's between. A, yeah, there's a difference. That's like, all I'm know, saying. Not, so, I'm not diminishing Luka at all. I'm just saying there's a difference about how, how LeBron went about it and how Luka is going about it now. Now, like I said, you know, obviously Luca has been. We've seen Luca be great at the next. I'm not questioning Luca's greatness. I'm questioning: Are you able to get the team around him where you will be able to get the best of the team with him being great as he is? You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think it goes hand in hand. Because even when LeBron was being as great as he was, he still was able to find whether it was a Matthew Dellavedova. Or a Jeff Green, or a Booby Gibson, or you know, uh, what was the other guy this last year in Cleveland that was was that Timothy Ma? I mean, I can't think of the name, but it was always some guy that was lesser that was lesser of a talent that LeBron was elevating along with him, along next to him doing his greatness. And we see a lot of a lot of times with Luca, you know, the players around him don't 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 play up; they play down. And you know, that's just a question. Like I said. If I'm if I'm going player for player, obviously you know Luca is the main one that jumps out at you. But I'm thinking if if I'm a GM or I'm a team builder, I'm a coach. I think it would be much easier to to integrate some of those other guys and get the greatest out of him, along with also getting the best out of the other team, the rest of the team. Yeah, because you're gonna need that in playoff time. One guy can't do it. We we've all seen that because Luca would have won the last two years if it was all about who played the best in the postseason. I mean, you you look at Luca Luca right now. Is if you look at his numbers, he's right now a, a one of the best postseason performers in the league history right now. When you compare, and obviously small sample size, but if you if you compare his last three postseason, like his numbers since he start since he came, since he played in the postseason until now, they're unbelievable. They're off the charts. They they match up against anybody. But you know, like I said, it, the question is: Are you gonna are are you with him being as great as he is? Are you also going to be able to get the great as good as good as the greatness out of the rest of the team to come along with him? That's the only question I ask with Luca. Yeah, but to answer, you know, the question, obviously, you know, if we're just if we're just going, let's just say we're going player for player here. If I had to rank rank them from, you know, if I had to pick a top three, obviously Luca would be number one. Jason Tatum would probably be number two. And I and I and I'm at a toss up at number three between Jai and Zion. I got Zion. Okay, I understand that, but I mean, at the beginning at the beginning of this year, who, who would you have took? Well, it would have been Jai. Well, because we, we, I mean, we've always well, had if, we're, if we're if we're project if we're if we're not doing projections in this, if we're just saying you know if everything goes right and we can have any, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, you know, if I don't have to question if the questions are surrounding Zion. And I'm projecting that Zion's going to be healthy. He's going to you know do what he do with his conditioning. If all that is you know is where it needs to be, yeah, obviously I'm taking Zion. But if we if we're factoring all those other factors, then yeah, it becomes a question. But I think you know if if everything lines up and everything goes right, yeah, I think I'm obviously taking Zion over Ja because I think that you know Zion is just that more you know you know dynamic and di- dominant of a player, and he can dominate the game in more ways because I've seen Ja. I've seen Ja be pretty pathetic in, in, in certain playoff games. You know, I've I seen Ja, you know, in that series last year against Minnesota. 
in a series that they probably should have lost. I, I seen Job like I had to ask a lot of times where he was. Not to not to diminish him, but I, I think I don't I don't see I don't see Zion not having a game where he doesn't impact it. You know where where I have to question like where you know is he well, even? Well, we can't out even there? compare because Zion hasn't been in the That's playoffs. That's what I'm saying. Yet. Like if we're pro- if if we're just projecting. You know, if we're just projecting what we're seeing now going forward. Well, I mean, that's 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 to me that's a lot that's a lot to project. You can't say that you don't see Zion having one of those games because I mean that's to me that's a lot to ask to project that. Like, who's to say that he won't have one of those games? I mean, well, I mean, we we never seen what LeBron was was going to do in the playoffs until he got there. I mean, I'm just saying, from what I'm seeing from Zion now, projecting forward, I see you know him being able to do it. I have no reason not to believe that right now. Now, like I said, a lot can change going forward. We're just projecting. That, play, that playoff pressure is, is different. Di- different atmosphere. Nah, but you know, there are certain players you look at and be like, you know, he he going he going he got it. And Zion, he strikes me as one of those guys. Now, I could be wrong. You know, but yeah, I, I think I, I think yeah, I was if I had to take. If I if I was picking the top three, I would go with Luca, JT, and Zion right now. But it is close. How close is JT to Luca right now? Is there a huge gap or no? Nah, it's not a huge gap. It, it's not a huge gap. I think, I think where Luca separates himself is because I, I I think I know Luca can. Luca himself just by alone by himself can you know. You know, give me a chance. You know, ha- uh, to to be good. He can he can elevate. With him being on your team, you can have him out there with a mediocre roster, and just off his level of greatness himself, himself, it can you know be successful for you. I don't, I don't see, and I hate to do this, but if you were to, if we were to flip the flip the two roles, I don't see JT, you know, taking elevating that Mavericks team, you do. know, to to knocking off the. I do. So you think so? So you think if if JT was on the Mavericks last year and they played, they they beat the Suns. Yes, I do. You do because I believe JT is a better. You know, see, and then people got to factor in, man. Leadership is is a is a very essential key in winning, especially when you get in the playoffs and leading by example. When you see your best player playing defense. That makes your team. That inspires your team. So essentially, what you're saying is that you would take JT over Luca right now, like if you as a player, no. As a player, no. I think I think Luca is a better player. Mm-hmm. And I think I think I don't think. But you asked me if if JT was on the Mavericks, but like if you tell me JT is on like the Pistons or no, something, no, obviously no, no, not. No. I'm just I saying, think that that Mavericks I'm roster. Just about Luka I think that and that JT, Mavericks roster you, yeah. is it was good enough for JT to. He could elevate that roster, but like and but like back to my point, I think JT is a. I mean, obviously we know he's a he's a better defender than Luca, and he's not. I mean, he's a he's a pretty good defender. JT nah, he, he's is. a he's a plus defender. Yeah, absolutely. he's a plus defender, and his ability to score, his ability to knock down shots, he's a better shooter than Luca. Um, yeah, man, I just think I just think I think they beat the Suns, and I think they give the Warriors a, a more more of a run. So you think essentially what you're saying is that you think the the Mavericks would be a better team with JT aside from Luca? You can say that. 
Hmm, that's you can say that. I don't know if I would go that far, but you know, like no, maybe but, not. But, you know, essentially, essentially better. But, but I mean, but you asked the maybe question: a bit. Is, is 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 it a large gap between? No, I don't think so. Listen, I, I think listen, JT. I think he's a superstar. I, I, yeah, I, nah, that, that's not even a question anymore. I mean, he took. I mean, he got beat up because of the finals that he had last year. But you man, come on, man. We see. I mean, we, we see what this guy's doing, man. I mean, he 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 affects the game. In, in a number of different ways. And, you know, he's a two-way player. And and that that can't that cannot be something that's just disregarded. You're the I mean You gotta play both sides. You gotta play ball. both sides. If you are great if you're great on the offensive end and you're a liability for me on the other end, it, it levels itself yeah, out. It cancels, it cancels yeah, out. I mean so yeah, we have to factor that you in. You score you score forty but you give up. Yeah, and I and that's something that I said and I don't want to beat on, but that's something I said, you know, years with Westbrook. You know, we got hypnotized and we were enamored with the numbers that he was putting up. I was like, yeah, but are you looking at the turnovers? Are you looking at, like, what his opposition did on the other end? So you have to factor that in. And, you know, so, yeah, it's it's not a large gap by any means. Why you don't like Russ, man? <laughs> you don't like Russ. You never did like Russ. I, I'm, there's a difference between not liking someone and telling the truth about someone. I have no reason to hate Russell Westbrook <laughs> at all. I think you hate the man. Nah, I, I think you. I think that's wrong. I don't hate the man. I mean, I can't. I can't take nothing away from what the man is doing. But I, I've. I've always. T- you okay? Right or wrong? My position on Russ has always been the same. Right or wrong? Have yeah. I ever, okay? Yeah. So you can't call that hate. If I've never changed, if, if I've never changed, you can't call that hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah. So Luca. I say Luca number one, Jason number two, and I still got, I got John number you three. Got okay, I got John number three right now. I can I, I won't fight you on that because we've I mean because like the course the jury is still out on Zion obviously, right. but I'm right. just saying when I look really at, both of them. I mean because I mean like you said, Jaws had some you know last year in the playoffs. You know I think he needs to redeem himself. Yeah, but I think there's more questions right now surrounding Zion. Yeah, I, absolutely, Zion. absolutely. But if I'm just saying if I'm looking at this player. Play and I'm looking at that player play. I would lean more towards Zion than I would Ja. And then I mean the reason I say the jury is still out because I mean we knocked Zion for you know his health issues, but Ja's had some health issues Jai's too. Ja's been pretty banged up. Yeah, he's been, absolutely. He's been a little banged up, and you know, and you know, knock on wood, and God forbid, you know, sometimes you know I watch I watch Ja and I you know he's a high collision. Yeah, it's high yeah. collision, and you know it's it everything about it screams Derrick Rose. Like I said, knock on wood, you know. Best of, you know, prayers for the guy, but, you know, it's, you know, guards, man, like smaller guards like that have a very, you know, very, they're very susceptible to injury, you know, mainly with their knees and athletic guards like him too. Yeah, well, well I think, you know, the thing like with, with that is, you know, those guys, guys like that, you know, they, you know, they rely and depend on their athleticism for so long and, you know, as you get aged, that's the first thing to start to wane is your athleticism. So your your ability to be effective long term is, you know, something that you have to look at when you look at those players. That's why I think that, you know, Memphis needs to go all in all right now and try and, you know, get the best they can because, like you just said, Jaws high collision. You know, we don't know how long, you know, obviously the way he plays, he's susceptible to injury more than more so than a lot of other players. So yeah, that's just something that that's that's something that you got to keep an eye on, especially when you look. I mean, I, yeah, Derrick Rose is you know the the biggest, you know, is, is the biggest testament of that. You know, those low extremity injuries. I mean, when you going up and coming down, 
all, all those times when you mainly in the air a lot of the times and you, and you get all that collision in the air you got to come down at some point it's physics for sure but yeah let's so let's move on let's talk a little NFL speaking of injuries yeah man speaking of injuries and uh I kind of you know this is kind of a sad topic to talk about man and I just really hate to see it um obviously we've seen what happened Monday night with the Calamari injury um it's been been reported that uh that it is an ACL injury so he's obviously done for the year um but like I said all, all prayers go out to Kyler man for a speedy recovery number 1 so wishing him well on that and uh, but you know obviously there was a lot of a lot of you know drama with him going into this year you know with the contract mm-hmm. you know them putting that clause in there about him studying 4 hours and then them taking it out which the damage was already done on that you know regardless of it but so speaking of that contract do you think that this Kyler Murray injury is proof that Lamar Jackson should not play another snap this year I don't think that this injury is proof I think you know if, if Lamar was going to take that approach he should have did at the beginning of the season not even came out at all if that's the approach he was going to I think it would be kind of very difficult right now for Lamar if he's healthy not to come back this season I just don't think that would be a good look for him but Obviously, yeah. Obviously, that was devastating to see. I mean, and obviously, it's it 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 should is definitely something that should resonate with Lamar if he's seen that. I'm sure he. I mean, obviously, he did see it, but I don't think that that happening right there. You know, you know, set off a bell in Lamar's head that oh man, I need to. Yeah, you you know you know that that's that's something that you you know are susceptible. I mean, and he's just. It's prone to that type of something like that happening. Just Kyler Murray, when you're a li- when you're a quarterback like that, that's relying on your legs. Yeah, you are susceptible to that just as much as he is. So I wouldn't say that particular instance should be something that that you know should you know contribute to Lamar saying, "Okay, I'm gonna shut the rest of it down." I think if he really thought, I'm sure he went into this season, you know, knowing fully well, you know what, you know what possibly could could happen if he went out there so i guess in the sense if the question is that does that does that happening right there does that mean that we won't see lamar you know back out in the nfl field this season if he's healthy no i don't i think that we i think if lamar is healthy you know i think he will go back out there because i think if that's something that he was considering he would have done it right long before the season started and he would have just like not even you know gave it a go at all so obviously that yeah that was unfortunate to see and it is something that you know Raise your eyes and say, hey, Lamar, you see this? But, no, I don't think that right there is the reason why we won't see Lamar Jackson back on the field this season, no. Well, I I beg to differ. Because if I'm Lamar, I'm not stepping stepping on another piece of grass unless it's my lawn. Well, no, yeah, I agree with that. But I I would have felt that way going into the season. But here's the thing. I mean, obviously we know Lamar was betting on himself, but – Seeing seeing that injury, I mean, I feel like that that's like that's a wake up call for him. I feel like that should be a wake up call for him because obviously we see what Lamar what Lamar does. You know, obviously his best attribute is his legs, and we know with that type of you know game, he's more susceptible to injury. And I and I agree with you if you know he probably shouldn't have came out at the beginning of the year, but. I just think, man, seeing that, if I'm Lamar, 
I won't know parts of it until I got a de- until I got a deal. But don't you think it would be a bad look for him to take that? No, nope. for, for, I don't. I don't think it's a bad look. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Well, no, I'm saying, yeah, if he's hurt, nah, you can't go out there. I'm hurt. Obviously. I'm hurt. But I'm saying, like, if you're asking the question, he's been playing all this, he, he's been playing, he's he's been, he winning this season, you know, committed to playing for the Ravens this season. And he sees that, and then he, all of a sudden he says, oh, man, I got to, I got to, all right, that's it. I wouldn't blame him at all. That's just me. I wouldn't blame him at all. I just think that, you know, it, that, that, that would kind of, I mean, because... I don't think that would raise that. That would wake you, be more of a wake up call. I mean, because you know that that's a, you know that that's a possibility every time Lamar steps out on the court. I mean, sorry, not the court, the field. So I don't think that should be the reason why he doesn't play for the rest of this season. I think it would be now if he's healthy. Yes, if he's not healthy, you sit out. But I, I don't think that that would be the reason why. Just because what we seen took place with Kyler Murray Monday night of while we won't see Lamar going forward. Because, like, and you say betting on yourself, what more could Lamar have done going into this season than he had done in the previous past three seasons to make the Ravens, you know, not, not, not going to get to him? So I think if he would have had that that, that mindset, okay, I'm not going to play because, you know. Well, then it's, it's really a lose-lose for Lamar because, I mean, you're going to get criticism either way if he sits out. If he sits out at the beginning of the year, oh, he's all about the money. He doesn't care about winning. So it's, I mean, it's really a lose-lose either way. Well, I think that's ridiculous because, I mean, we all, we all, we all seen, we all seen what happened Monday night. I mean, with the Ravens, uh, with the Ravens, would he not be for the money? If, when he, when he came, when he came out, what was that, two, three years ago? And he came out of, basically out of the ambulance and went right back on the floor and won the game. Was he showing that he was all about the money then? I mean, some of the Lamar criticism is just ridiculous to me from the start. But, no, case in point, I I don't think that 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 was the reason why we won't see Lamar going forward. I think he was fully aware of something like that taking place far, like, long before he seen what took place with Colin Murray. I'm just saying, I feel like it does something to your psyche. I feel like it's like... That's in the back of his mind now. I mean, but if you're the Ravens, don't you don't you agree you, you need you, you should take care of this man? I mean, you see how you see how you how how you've looked without him. I mean, he goes out in that Broncos game. I mean, you score ten points, and then Sunday against the Steelers, you score sixteen points. So I mean, like, I mean, but they won both of those games, didn't they? I yeah, mean, they won. But I mean. Okay, against the Broncos and against I, the Steelers. I hear you. I hear you. I hear so you. do you think Wait. that they will win against in, in a playoff game? So you think that they have a better better chance no, with Tyler no, Huntley? No, I do not. Okay, then. No, I do so not. So if that's the case, just let Lamar walk, man, and let somebody else pay him. If you if y'all think y'all if you don't think that he's worth this money, let Lamar walk. But you know that's not the way it works. We, we we've seen we've seen these type of situations. What do you mean that's not the way it works? I, I, I'm confused. I mean, we seen if, Kirk, you, if we, you, we if seen, you don't think if I don't think if. if if my job don't think that I'm worth if, that I'm worth you know what what I'm asking, they gonna tell me to walk out but, the door. But see, this and is, I'm a gladly walk. But see, but, but see, your 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 job doesn't have a franchise tag. Don't see see that's the that's the difference. As long as see the NFL, as long as that franchise tag exists, and play and player empowerment player empowerment will never exist in the NFL because essentially 
I can no matter what no matter what the situation is, I can literally have you for three years and there's nothing that you can do about it. So you can say, oh, let him walk. They're not just gonna let him walk as long as they can slap a franchise tag on him. We seen Kirk Cousins get franchise tag three straight years. We seen look, look how many quarter, look how many great quarterbacks we seen getting franchise. Kirk Cousins got franchise tag. Dak Prescott got franchise tag. Jared Goff. Well, if that's the case, if you're gonna keep franchise tagging me, I'm I'm holding out. If I'm Lamar. I'm holding out. I'm sitting out because okay. I mean, well, that, that's that, I mean, well, that's that's what he's gonna have to. That those those that's the conversation he's gonna have. Those are the options he's gonna have to. If, if he's gonna take that, if Lamar uh, if Lamar's going to hold out, he has to be fully aware of what what his options are and what what the fallout is from it. He has to weigh every single option. That's just, I mean, and I don't think Kyler Murray's injury plays anything. And into the Ra- that. the Ravens haven't really done him any favors. No, nah, they've 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 done him a major disservice. They major really disservice. Done. I mean, obviously, you know, the tight end Mark Andrews, we know what he is, but I mean, they haven't done him any, any favors, like you know, with the wide receivers either. I mean, they drafted Rashad Bateman, and, th- and, and and you know, I I also have something, you know, they they stay injured quite a lot. The Ravens do. Quite a lot, yeah. Quite a lot. That and running, those running backs have been banged up since Lamar yeah, got there. Yeah, and that's the, that's the same issue I have with Kyle Shanahan's offense. They have a lot of injuries in you know forty yeah, nine. You seen what just happened with yeah, Debo? Yeah, absolutely. So the Ravens, man, I don't know what's going on. Obviously, we seen last year what happened. You know, Marcus Peters goes down to a torn ACL. Uh, J.K. Dobbins goes down to a torn ACL. I mean, they were just depleted all year long, and this year they they've had some injuries too. So, I mean, obviously, we know injuries are a part of the game, but it just seems like they have more injuries, you know, more so than anybody. I don't, so, it, it, with it that being seems, said, Lamar yeah. Lamar has to take a good look in the mirror and have to take a, a good sit-down, man, and, and and really, really, you know, evaluate what he wants to do. I mean, it, it's just it, it just begs the question. I mean, there's, there has to be something that we don't know. There has to be some reasons, some, some, some reason why the Ravens, don't don't feel confident that Lamar is somebody that they want to commit to long long term. They don't believe he's the guy. They don't believe he's the guy because we, we, we've we've never seen anyone. We've never seen. I've never seen anything like this where a quarterback comes out his first year as a starter, wins the MVP of this league, and no, and yeah, you can you can say what you want to say about the postseason resume and what he, he hasn't gotten done in the postseason. But I've seen a lot of quarter, a lot of other quarterbacks who have accomplished a lot less, and when it was time for them to get paid, they got broke off, man. Obviously, and like you, like you were just asking, like it's something that the Ravens, it's something that the Ravens, you know, it's something that they don't buy into long term. What, what, what did you say about about Jerry Jerry Jones? He's never he's never bought yeah. into that. It's something about Lamar's maybe his personality or way that he goes about himself or it's something about the something about the, about Lamar that that the that the, the, the Ravens have major reservations on. I don't know what it is, but it can't be what we see on the field. I know that. Because like and just to compare it to the Dak situation, if Jerry Jones bought into Dak, he would have paid him when when it was time to pay. Him. Before then, before way before then, because Jerry Jones has never got let, let a contract go to the last hour. Never, never. So if the if the Ravens really bought into Lamar, this contract would have been signed. And Lamar, I mean, obviously he's obviously we know, 
I mean, we speculate that that the holdup is the guaranteed money. And obviously, he's looking at what Deshaun got. And I was just going to be in there. Who, Cle- who, Cleveland. Who's, you know, who's who hasn't basically played in two years. So, and, you know, Lamar can go to them and say, oh, man, I got an MVP. You know, I came in the league. I did yeah. this. I'm I love Deshaun Watson, but Lamar is a far more accomplished player than Deshaun. He is. So, and then, I mean, obviously, and, you know, we know the cloud yeah. that, that hovers around Deshaun. Right. And they gave that guy guaranteed money. Lamar's looking at that like, you know. I've accomplished way more than he has, mm-hmm. and Lamar has accomplished a lot more than a lot of other guys who are getting paid. So I mean, for the Ravens, you know, obviously, like you said, it's got to be something that they see. It's got to be that, that they that they don't like. It's something. About, it's case, something. It's something that they don't buy in, and they don't want to commit to. Long and in term. that case, let them walk. Let them walk. And, and to your point, that franchise tag, something needs to be done about that. Has that has to go, man. I mean, and, I and, mean, and, and, and maybe for three and maybe, years is ridiculous. And, yes. So I, I got to go through a rookie deal before, like, I got to I got to go through rook, three years of a rookie deal, and then you got the rights to, to to franchise tag me for six years. For some for some guys, that's their whole career. So I got I got to last six years. In this violent high collision game, before I before I before I can even uh, uh, negotiate my own deal. So basically, you control me. You you got the right to control me for six years, before I got the right to negotiate my worth. Yeah, the players, the player in the association, that's something that they and they they may have to end up you know going you know, on strike for a couple of seasons to get rid. Hey, of it. But that has to go because those those owners aren't, aren't they're not going to go for that. I mean, we've seen a little bit, you know. A little shift in a little bit of you know in the player empowerment with the NFL. Obviously, we've seen all these receivers get traded this year, you know, because they they you know demanded money. But I mean, other than that, I mean, you know, like you said, this player empowerment will, will never happen as long as that yeah. you know CBA is it. I mean, I can be that. a talented quarterback in a cesspool, and you can just slap a franchise tag on me, and I ha- and I and, and I and I and, and I'm obligated to be there for three years. Don't sound right to me. Yeah, sounds corrupt. But hey, what do I know? But to that point, man, you got. I think the Ravens really, really need to pay Lamar. I think they you got to pay him. What other choice do you have? I mean, if you want to go forward with Tyler Huntley, have at it. Sign more defensive players, have at it. But to 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 just hold this guy hostage and not pay him the money that he deserves. Well, Lamar's gonna. The question he's gonna ridiculous. have to ask, which whichever 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 way he decides to go. He has to be. He has to be fully committed. He has to be all in on that. If he's going to go out and play, he has to be all in on playing. If he's going to hold out, he needs to hold out and understand like what the repercussions of that is going to be. That's that's it's, that's simply the fact there, and it's unfortunate because I don't understand. I don't understand what the reservation is. I don't understand what the holdup is. I'd have been paid the man. I mean, how can you not? You know, but. Yeah, man, we'll pick that back up another day. Yep. But let's move on to this uh to the new wanna, the new segment. Want to take and shake some? Yeah, let's take and shake it, man. Go all ahead, right, man. So take it or shake it. We all know it. Ask the question, make the statement. You like it, take it. You don't shake on it. Simple. So Justin Herbert is having a phenomenal season. I don't know. If you've been watching what he's been doing. I mean. Hmm. 
the numbers that he's putting up with this with this Chargers team, and they've dealt with a litany of injuries to some very key guys all season on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, Joey Bosa's been banged up. Uh, he hasn't had his two – both of his top two weapons have been banged up. Keenan Allen's been banged up. Mike Williams is banged up. Take it or shake it, Justin Herbert deserves more consideration for the MVP. I'm going to shake it. You gonna shake it? Yeah, I'm gonna shake it. I mean, they're seven and six. Obviously, yeah. obviously, I know you said you know he's been without Keenan Allen, he's been without uh, Mike Williams. Obviously, they've had you know a lot of injuries, but I'm gonna shake it because I believe you know Jalen Hurts is my favorite, and Patrick Mahomes will be right behind him. And, yeah. and and I said this at the beginning, and I'm gonna let you go. I've never you know Justin Herbert. I thought he there was a little bit of little too much hype of. About him going into the no season. way you can feel that way. No, I mean they might not even make the playoffs. Yeah, but he hasn't made the playoffs since he's been in since I he's been in the league. That, so there's, listen. I mean, we all I say on Justin Herbert, we just got to pump the brakes a little bit. That's all I've said. Listen, when you look at what he what he is up against and what he and the way he is, I'm all in on Justin Herbert. This dude is phenomenal. Yeah, man. not to say that he's a bad quarterback, but right, I'm just right, saying right, we got to pump mean, the brakes a little bit. Outside of Mahomes, I think this guy from a talented standpoint. Is as good as they come in this league. I mean, to be without your, your, your top number one receiver, your, your top number two receiver for for the majority of the year, have a have your, your offensive line is one of the worst in the league, and you know you don't have a you don't have a run game. Your defense has been banged up. For him to have them the where they even are right now is just simply phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. He, yeah, obviously, I don't think he'll win the VP. But but Justin Herbert, man, I I, I am I, I'm all in on this guy. I understand what you mean. He has to do it in the postseason. He hasn't even got there yet. But I think that's that, that is that is no that that isn't indicative in the way he's been at all in his career. This guy has been absolutely phenomenal, man. I'm all in on Justin Herbert. Yeah, I'm a shake on the MVP, but yeah, Justin Herbert is something special, with no doubt. Okay. Oh my God, did you watch the 49ers Bucks game this week? I fell asleep on it. Thank God I did. <laughs> oh man. It was it, just a demolition. It is bad, man. I mean, this this team is bad. It's just simple. As it's that. a bad team. And the most the most glaring, obviously, is the 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 deficiency that they the step that they've taken back on the offensive end. I mean, this 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 offense has dropped. It's near to the bottom. It's near the bottom of the league in everything. Run offense, offensive efficiency, third down, every every category you look at, they're near the bottom in it. So, take it or shake it. The firing or the dismissal of Bruce Arians it plays a major part in the uh, the lack of success with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this season. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it as well. How could you not at this point? I'm gonna take it. I mean, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have taken it. You know, at the beginning, I don't. But you have to take it right now. I mean, because Bruce Arians is one is is obviously he's an offensive minded head coach. And you look at this offense, the way that it's looked thus far this season, with a lot of the, with a lot of the same key pieces from last year. I mean, I don't see how you cannot take that right now. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely taking it. Obviously, you know, we had our problems with Bruce Arians last year because we did. I mean, you know, there was a report that you know Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady would plan out a game plan throughout the week, and then you know Friday he'd come in with his red pencil, just start marking stuff out. Obviously, you know, we had a problem with that. But if you look at it, like you said, they they've had. You know, it's basically the same team that they've had. And so I do believe that he's played a major part. But I will say this. That Tampa Bay O-line has been banged up all year. 
Mm-hmm. And we know that Brady, Brady doesn't like pressure, you know, in the interior. So, you know, they obviously lost, they, they lost their center, Ryan Jensen, at the beginning of the year to a knee injury. Um, Tristan Wirth is out. Um, Donovan Smith hasn't, you know, he's missed a couple games. So, I mean, they've, you know, at the, you know, at the beginning of the year, like, you know, when they were kind of struggling, I said they just had to get healthy. You know, they're starting to get a little healthy, but yeah, I'm going to take it because Bruce Aaron, I think he had, he did play a major part, but I'm still saying I don't want to see that team in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, 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 I yeah, I, I'm, I'm all, I'm taking this all the way. Listen, I mean, like you said, we we weren't uh, we had we took issue with a lot of the things that Bruce Arians did, but you look at him, he he was a big personality, you know, he he was he was vocal, you know, and he, and and he called players out, you know, privately and publicly. And when you look at this team, they don't opposed to some of the years in the past, they don't play with a lot of you know fire. They don't play with a lot of that passion, that emotion, that a lot like that that Bruce Arians a lot of times coach with. And I think, you know, and I hate to say this because, you know, it's going to be a better affection on Ty Bowles. But, yeah, I think when you watch this team now and the lack of intensity and lack of urgency that they play with a lot of times, man, it, it, it definitely begs the question. Yeah, it's it definitely something that you got to take. So Yeah, and real quick, when you look at it and then – because we know what what uh, what Bruce Aaron likes to do. He was no risk and no biscuit, throwing the ball down the field. But and if you if you watch the Bucks closely this year, they're not dynamic. And at if all. you and if you look at their offense, you see Tom Brady is throwing. It's a lot of smoke screens, mm-hmm. a lot of dink and dunk. I mean, Sunday he was thirty four for fifty five, for two hundred and fifty three yards. That's four point six yards per attempt. He's thrown the ball. I think the second most out of anybody this year. Yeah, so and then another thing, Tom Brady doesn't want to get hit. Obviously, we know he's 45, so you know a lot of that no risk and no biscuit was a, you know, you know, you need you need time for that. Mm-hmm. You need time for deep bombs. And their offensive line has been completely depleted. Man, it's musical sure as an offensive line. Right, exactly. So, you see a lot of, you know, smoke screens, a lot of dump offs. So, and I think that plays a major factor, but yeah, that, you know, Bruce Aarons, Bruce Aarons going upstairs, you know, has played a major factor in, in yeah. the Bucks' demise. Absolutely. And I, I think they need to, and we're going to move on, obviously, but I think they need to commit to the run more. Stick stick it out. Like, I don't, I don't think they, yeah. because they're not showing any, 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 like, any urgency to even try to attempt to run the ball. So, they got a number of issues, and I, and I don't fit them at all, at all in the playoffs. <laughs> okay, so next. The Brooklyn Nets are playing pretty good basketball of late. Uh, you know, Kevin Durant is having an unbelievable season under the radar, MVP type season. Um, the Nets, I think they've won eight of their last nine. They have, and they currently sit at fourth in the Eastern Conference. So take it or shake it. The Nets right now are legit contenders in the Eastern Conference. Um, I'm gonna shake it because I don't think they're better than Milwaukee. I don't think they're better than. Boston and I don't think they're better than Philly when healthy because mm-hmm. Philly's gonna get gonna get Tyrese Maxey back and James Harden is gonna be you know in full effect. But and you mentioned that the eight of their last nine, but I mean, I mean, obviously, against, yeah, obviously I don't, teams, you know, yeah. obviously I don't, you know, but but those I don't are... frown at that. But if you look at some of the teams, I mean, they played the Wizards, they played the Hawks, the Hornets, the Raptors. I mean, these, yeah, some these, of the lesser teams. Yeah, but in fairness to them, those are the some ma- of the same the teams. Magic. That, 
Those are some so, of the same teams that they were losing to earlier in the season. Yeah, though. the so Trailblazers without Damian Lillard. So, I mean, I'm going to pump the brakes on it. So, I'm going to shake it for now. But, I mean, obviously, you know, it's rem- it remains to be seen. Because this whole team, you just you just never know what you're going to get. You never, you never know what, you know, the next thing Kyrie could have something coming up, you know. And, you know, Ben Simmons is obviously a question mark. So, but, I mean, the addition of Royce O'Neal and TJ Warren to their team was huge. I'll say that, but I'm still gonna shake it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna shake it too, only because, only because like like you said, I, when I compare them to some of the topper teams in the East, like you know the uh, like Boston, I'm I'm definitely favoring Boston in this series over them. Definitely, uh, well, of course, you're favoring Milwaukee, and I I probably would favor Philly as well. And, and then I don't even know, you know, if I. If I look at Cleveland, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I you know Cleveland you know, could get them. So I'm, I'm going to shake it on that at that aspect. But yeah, no, they have definitely been playing pretty good basketball late, and they they're not great, but they have improved somewhat on the defensive end too. They've at least you know trying to establish identity on the defensive end. And Kevin Durant, you know, you can you know say if you think he's a legitimate plus defender, but he's one thing he is he's a, he, he's a really good rim protector, and uh, yeah, so they have been playing. I'm I'm not. Willing to call them contenders yet, but they have been playing pretty good basketball of late. And Kyrie's been unbelievable since he came he back has. to Smitchin too. So give him credit. Okay, next. The Green Bay Packers, as it is, sits right now. They currently in the NFC, they currently sit at five and five and eight. Mm-hmm. Third in the NFC North. I don't think they have a chance of going forward uh, of even, you know. Even if they run the table, it'll still be, you know, a long shot for them to even make the postseason. Take it or shake it, they should sit Aaron Rodgers for the remainder of the season. I'm going to take it because you have – I mean, you got to see what you have in Jordan Love. At some Love point, you got to see it, man. In meaningful games. Like, when you put him up – like, when you play him against, you know, preseason, like he's playing against twos and threes. So, I mean, you got to see – I mean, and then, you know, we didn't record that week because that was going to be one of our topics about, you know, Jordan Love. You know, that – when he went in for that, he looked in, it really in good. That game against he looked the it Eagles, really good. You know, he didn't. He didn't look too shabby. I mean, you, yeah. You, as, for you to for you to even make sense of that pick, at some point you have to see what you have in this guy. Because it, 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 in the extent, like what, what like how does it how does it's it benefit? Not, yeah, like, it's not beneficial to, yeah, to the team. How beneficial was it? You wasted a first round pick. That's essentially what you're saying. You wasted a first round pick. And and if this isn't the opportunity to do it, when will it be? Sure. The season is lost. Yeah. And yeah, you have to see what you you have to put this young man out there. Whether I mean whether your intention is, is to, this, to commit to him going forward, or maybe he's a trade piece going forward, but you have to put him on display. You have to put some tape out there on him, out there. So yeah, I, I'm I'm yeah I'm taking it all the way. Yeah, at some point you have to put. I mean. Because this is a guy, I mean, and I'm not saying that this this is what he'll turn out to be, but when he got drafted, there were a number of people that were high on him. He drew some Patrick Mahomes comparisons. I don't know if you ever heard that, but I I certainly did. So yeah, and, but, and, uh, I mean, if this is an opportunity to, to to see what you have, yeah, and to then see what you have in this kid, I don't know when. He there was a report, you know, that came out that he could he could possibly consider, you know, a trade request if he's not starting next year. I think and, so, and you know, I'm and I can't blame him. I, I mean, mean you're, you're wasting paid, the guys. Yeah, I mean, you're wasting the guy's career away. I mean, we haven't we we haven't got a chance to see him in, me, I mean, in he, meaningful he, he games. A, so he was a high, you know, a high prospect coming out. He didn't, you know, he didn't envision, you know, holding the clipboard, you know, for half of a good more. Yeah, he wants to. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm taking it all the way. Okay, next. 
Tua has been pretty bad these last couple games. After playing, after being pretty much, I would say he played sensational for you know up until then, a good portion of the season. Last Sunday against the Dolphins. No, I'm sorry, not the Dolphins. Excuse me, the Chargers. He was pretty bad. Yeah, he was. He completed ten to twenty eight passes, hundred and forty five yards, with a, a quarterback rating of sixty five, QBR of uh, nine and a half. Take it or shake it. The league has now figured out Tua. I'm gonna shake it. I'm gonna shake it because I mean, can we just can we just calm down? Can we just calm? Can we just calm down on all the Tua speculation and all the Tua you know criticism? I mean, we. We know what Tua is. We know he's a short, you know, he's a fragile guy. You know, we, we know he, he, he battled injuries coming into this, into this, uh, into the league. But I'll say this about the Miami Dolphins. They've done a good job of putting, putting around him what he had in college. He had a track team. So, and we, and we've always said this, you gotta put, you gotta put your quarterback and your players in, 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 in a, in the best position to succeed. So they've done a really good job of putting, putting that around Tua because that's what he had at Alabama. That's when he had his best success. And we have seen, you know, this year, you know, before those two games, they were 8-0, and you know, that Tua started started mm-hmm. the games. So, I mean, yeah. for, for, for me to say that the that the league has figured out Tua against two pretty good defenses. Yeah. That, that, which I is, mean, that that uh, to me, that's unfair yeah, to say. Which is, yeah, that's my – yeah, I'm going to shake it as well. Cause I'm not going to beat up on Tua too much. I mean, yeah, like – like, you know, these last two games, he has been great. But, I mean, I, I'm going to give him somewhat of a pass. You know, the first game, I mean, we, we've seen what the Niners have done to quarterbacks this year. They pretty much eaten every quarterback's lunch they went up against. And, uh, against really good quarterbacks. And, yeah, obviously, you know, last Sunday against the Chargers, he was bad. But what I, what I, what I will say is that, you know, what we're starting to see is defenses are starting to, you know, figure out, you know, the better ways to defend him. You know, they're they're taking away – you no, know, they they love they know he loves to throw the ball in the middle of the field, so they're 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 really starting to make him, you know, force the ball outside of the hashes now because they do know that the arm strength is limited. So if they're going to defend him that way, that's the way that they want to defend him. But no, nah, I'm not going to kill Tua. Like I said, Tua was playing far better than I thought that he could ever play going into this season. So I'm not going to, you know, it, if he was playing far much better than I thought he could ever play, I'm not going to at the first at the first sign. I'm not going to jump on him and kill him now. I don't think that's fair. But yeah, he 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 was he was pretty bad on Sunday night. But I th- I think he'll be fine. I think it, it it it'll it'll far more competent on Mike Mike McDaniel himself to find out ways to make him more effective because I think we are seeing a difference on the way defense is starting to play Miami in itself as a whole, opposed in in, in ways that you know it was going to force two of them to you know kind of attack defenses differently. But no, I don't think they figured out because to me. To me, it never really was solely about Tua to start. Right. You know, I thought, you know, the success that Tua was having and the success that the Dolphins were having were more predicated on, you know, the pieces around Tua himself. And, you know, so I think they just have to figure out a way as an offensive unit in itself to be more, you know, efficient in these games. I don't think it falls just on Tua. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to shake on that as well. So, uh, last one here. We can't have a show without talking about him. The Cowboys played with absolute – Fire on Sunday. <laughs> uh, did you? Well, I don't think you watched this game, did you? You didn't watch it. Uh, you know they were uh, they beat the Texans uh, twenty three to twenty seven on the last game with a drive by Dak, led by Dak Prescott, who th- this offense looked very very shaky. You know, for 
three quarters and a half. You know, Dak had two very bad turnovers. Uh, and on the opposite side of that, the Philadelphia Eagles put on an absolute demolition job with the Giants, and they unquestionably look like not only the, the best team in the NFC right now, but the best team in the NFL. So take it or shake it, the Cowboys have absolutely no chance of winning the NFC East. Mm, I'm going to take it, and here's why. they they I'm going to take it that they have no chance, and here's why. I think Michael Parsons just gave them bulletin board material. I don't know if you've seen what he what he said about Jalen Hurts. Um, no, what did he say? He was on a he was on a podcast with uh with Von Miller the uh actually last night, and you know he sits up there and says you know, is it? He 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 asked the question. You know they were talking about MVP races and obviously J- Jalen Hurts name came up. Yeah, he's the front runner obviously. And Micah yeah. said, and I quote, he said, "Is it Jalen Hurts or is it the Eagles?" Basically saying, is it Jalen Hurts or is it the team? It Basically, like, is it the system? Well, I think that kind of goes hand in hand. I, I would say, but, I, no, look, her, I would okay, say, whether, yeah. Whether you well, agree, regardless, yeah. Whether you agree with that or not. Yeah, you don't really come out and say that. Yeah, yeah, you don't come out and say that. And then, you know, and then, you know, at the press conference, you know, they asked Jalen Hurts about it. And obviously, you know, Jalen Hurts is really good at the podium. By he the really way. is. He you very, know, he very said, well spoken. He said, you know, we're focused on the Bears this week. And, man, he just looked locked in, man. So, I, man, I think he just gave them bulletin board material. So Yeah. I mean, well, aside from that, I mean, I, now I didn't know about that. But aside from that, whether he said that or not, yeah, I'm giving him no chance either. Because I did watch that game on Sunday. And I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, man, like, you, you can't continue. Now, give them credit because they did win the game. They did make the necessary plays down the stretch to win that game, which is something that good teams do. Like a, a a bad team would have lost that game. They end up winning. I don't think the Cowboys are a bad team, but I, I just don't understand. Maybe they don't get. Maybe they don't get the information that we get. <laughs> maybe they don't understand when, when you when your offensive game plan is to commit to the run and you run the ball more times than you pass the ball. You are you you are you are unblemished. You're pretty much perfect. And the games you don't, you pretty much lose all those games. I I just don't understand and. This defense, this defense has been showing some holes lately where they can be exploited as late. So I'm not as bullish going on the Cowboys as I was, you know, weeks and weeks prior ago. But yeah, I, I'm just, I'm gonna say, I, I, I say that they have no chance of winning more so from what I'm seeing from the Eagles opposed to what I'm seeing from the Cowboys. Not to say that I have been impressed on, because they give them, like I said, give them credit. They beat the Texans, but. Yeah, it, it's a, it leaves a lot to be desired right now. It's a lot that you should be concerned of. Because the, the Eagles got a chance. If they're not careful, they'll go on that field in two weeks and get ran off the field by the Eagles. Oh, Especially if they come out the way that they came out Sunday. They, the, the Eagles will run them off the field. So Because, yeah, I'm going to shake it. Because essentially they have to win out, don't you think, if they want to if they, you know, if Yeah, they, they would. I mean, I'm looking at the Eagles yeah. the rest of their schedule. I mean, they got the Bears, and then obviously they have the Cowboys in two weeks. Then they got the Saints and they got the Giants. So obviously they're probably going to be favored in in all of those games. Um, obviously the Cowboys have Jacksonville, um, the Eagles. Then they have the Titans and then they have the Commanders. And those aren't easy games for the Cowboys either. So yeah, I'm going to give them no chance. I mean that that game in about two weeks, you know, against the Eagles, man. I mean if they lose that game, it's essentially over anyway. So yeah, I mean, obviously but- you know it's at Jerry World, but I mean, man, I don't know. 
Because, I mean, I, I see, man, th- this is what I say. The Cowboys show me, you know, 40 to 3 against the Vikings, and then they come out and do that against the Texans. I mean, part of me wants to. S- just say that you know that maybe yeah they, yeah maybe no team no team they're playing no team play comp- no team plays to the competition like the Cowboys do man it, it, maybe like, they're playing down to their competition you know I mean obviously we see Jacksonville I mean obviously Trevor Lawrence has come on man tremendous as of late I mean that was your sleeper pick to win the yeah, AFC well, South. I was I mean, you're wrong but I mean am I though who leads that division the Titans are leading right yeah now. by like a game and a half I don't think I'm that wrong on that uh, well I don't. I don't foresee them, <laughs> but I mean, obviously Trevor Lawrence. So I mean, this this look ahead to the. I mean, before we get to the Eagles, I mean, we still got to play Jacksonville. That, so. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking so. at their schedule. I mean, they they. I mean, obviously they have to win these next two games. Obviously, if they have any chance, but essentially, I think they would have to win out. I mean, but then yeah, essentially you have to win out, and then you would still have to, you know, hope that the Eagles, the Eagles fall to yeah. also, which which so, right now, which the, I don't foresee yeah. doing, foresee foresee happening. So, but. But yeah, I'm, I'm I give them no chance. So but I am going to we're going to be stuck at the fifth seed, and we're probably going to play Tampa in the first round. Which so. which I was just going to bring it up. I don't think that that would be the worst thing in the world if they don't win this division. I don't think that would deter them from doing any like you know. I don't think that that would you know prevent them from you know going on a vaunted playoff run just because they don't win the seed. Because if you draw in Tampa Bay first round, that, I mean, if you want to believe that, but I'm I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I I don't I don't want to play Tampa. But you say that more so about what you've seen from the Cowboys in the past. There's no, no way. No, that's not. That's there's not. no way you look at Tampa Bay right now I and say that I, I fear that team. There's no way you think that. I respect the goat, and if he yeah, gets in the playoffs, but the come on, Carl, you know that this this is one game. This isn't a seven game series. This is this is one game. You get you get one game, and if you offer your game, you're going home. And I'm, I'm just saying, man, that that's not, that's not. I mean, but that's, not, that's that's any game though. That, that ain't just the goat being involved, and in. that's any game, just the playoffs. We all know it's going to go home. But I'm just saying, if I'm a Cowboys fan, the I, 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 not not saying that I would book a win, but I feel very, very confident going into that Tampa Bay game. I mean, obviously they would be favorite, but I mean that that's never stopped the Cowboys before from. That's what I'm choking. saying. Like the your that 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 mindset right there becomes no, is, is but more here's so. The thing though, if like say we were playing San Francisco or somebody, well, San Francisco would be favored in that or match. We were well, playing, I don't know about or we, now. Or we would be playing the Vikings or somebody. I would I would feel very confident playing the Buccaneers. I don't. So you and, and that's solely because of Tom Brady. So you would feel less confident. So you would feel. Less confident up against Tampa Bay opposed to playing against San Francisco or Minnesota right now. Yep. I, wow. I, I don't yep. know how you can say that at all. But what did you just say? They played down the competition. Nobody plays down the competition more. You just said that. They played down the competition. And I'm just factoring everything. Like you said, yeah, I'm factoring in the, cow- the Cowboys of the past. Yeah, I'm factoring it in, but more so. Tom, like Tom Brady, man, this is still the goat. Like I understand they haven't been playing well as of late. Yeah, I, I heard. But what here's you, the I, thing, I, though, man, this is still this. I is heard still everything you were saying man. about the Cowboys. I heard that. But I then, mean, and the Cowboys then, lost to to Tampa Bay the first game of the year. So I mean, let's not let's not forget that now. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I heard everything you saying. They played down the competition, and we know what the Cowboys have in the past. Yeah, I heard all that. But then I I think about like what I've seen from the Buccaneers this year. And, and, and I'm sorry, I, I just can't like I just can't make myself think that they could have. I, I, I believe they're going to be one and done no matter who they play in the playoffs. I just this this team just, just is not good. This is just not a good football team. That's if they make the playoffs. They got a tough schedule actually. 
They could, they, they could, they could potentially. Which, fall which out tells you everything you know in that, in that, in that piss poor division that they, that they, that they're in jeopardy of missing the playoffs. That yeah. tells you everything you need to know about that team and how pathetic they are right now. I mean, with the they, goat. they got the Bengals this week. They got the Cardinals coming up. They got two tough division games to end against the Panthers and the Falcons. And, 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 so. and let's just come out and say it, man. And like you, you, I know what you just said. Look, yeah, it's Tom Brady. It's the goat. But let's just, let's just, let's just come out and say it, guys. Tom Brady has not played well this year. He hasn't. I mean, it's that he simple. Hasn't. I mean, that does. I mean, that does nothing to do. That has nothing to do with what he's done in the past. We know how great he is. I understand. We know he's done question gold. You're, you're but not, he has not, not been me. that this you're year. You're not hearing me. And there's no you're reason to think me. that he can be that. We've not seen it. We have not seen. Until I see it, I have no reason to believe that Tom Brady can elevate this team. Until I see it, I have no reason to. Go, I have nothing to go off. Well, that's you. You, you go ahead. Like I understand what you're saying about the Cowboys. They put, but I've seen them dominate teams this year. I've seen them dominate the Vikings. I've seen them dominate good teams. I have not seen Tampa Bay play at a high level at all this season. So we have to go off what we see. I'm just saying. I have no reason. I have no. If I'm if I'm a, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm licking my chops for that first round matchup against Tampa Bay. You may feel differently. I do. I do feel differently. But I mean, no matter who who you play, you gotta you gotta like man, like you said, it's one game, man. You gotta bring it. So, but yeah, we'll I mean, see, but your man. feelings on that are all based off what you all, all based off past because That's there's not. No- I just said that you're not listening. You're not listening. I mean, I'm. I said I'm factoring everything. Like I'm factoring the fact that yeah, of course I'm factoring the fact like you know that you know Cowboys teams in the past have have choked some of these away. And then I'm also factoring in the fact that they play down the competition. Like you just said, you just alluded to that. And I'm factoring in the fact that it's Tom Brady. Like, I mean, I'm just factoring all that in. But it's not solely because you, you're saying that it's solely because of, you know, the Cowboys of the past. But no, you, I, don't, I don't believe that. You haven't seen Tom Brady be Tom Brady all year. So you just think, like, uh, he, okay, he haven't been Tom Brady all year. All of a sudden, the first one to playoff, he's just going to snap his fingers. He's going to go back to uh, Foxborough Brady. I'm not willing to believe that. That's you. Okay. That's you. I mean, not necessarily Foxborough, but I mean, like you said, the defense hasn't been playing well. So I mean, hey, uh, actually, that that's kind of a false narrative. The defense, I, I understand what they what what happened last. Mike Mike has been non-existent the past few games, so he's he's been very quiet the past few. They're games, they're a so. bad team. Simple as that. They're just bad team. I mean, they are, but I mean, hey, like All you right. said, they play down the competition, but. We'll see, man. We still we got man. I'm I'm ready for the playoffs. We got four weeks to go, but I'm ready for the playoffs, man. This 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 has been a good year. This has been mm-hmm. a this has been an interesting football. football you want you want you want to get Dak some credit for that amazing game winning drive he he put on display. Dak was good when he needed to be. He was good when he and that he was great when he needed. That's to all be. you can ask for him, right? That's all I can ask for. You paying him forty million. That's all I can ask for him. <laughs> be being good when he needs to be. Wish I could see a little more than that, a little more of that, but. Got, I got to give him credit. He, I just wish the praise was as high as the criticism. Because if he would have went out there and blew that game. I promise you I wouldn't have came on here and killed him. Because you killed me last time. So, I mean, I wouldn't. Like you said. That's not true. I, I didn't kill you. I just, I just want to see I just want to see the praise be as loud as the criticism. That's all. I don't have any more criticism from Dak. That's, I don't, I don't that have any more criticism for Dak. I don't have any more. So who you have it for then? Not for Dak. I don't, I, I don't have any criticism for Dak. He's an elite quarterback. Best quarterback in the NFL. All right, all right, come on, man. 
I don't have any criticism. Let's get out. I don't here. have any criticism for him. I'm just saying, best quarterback in the NFL. I mean, if you the, you guys are knowing him. Draymond anyway. Green ejected versus the Pacers. Oh, good but anyway, <laughs> all right, man. Let's get on out of here. Good episode. Good podcast, man. Thank you all for tuning in once again. At Brother Level Sports, man. Thank you. You all take care. God bless.